for this Police Academy review, mm-hmm. as it were. <laughs> What's that? Review. <laughs> review. It always gets a bit silly when it gets to section three, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, okay. So yeah, when we get to the end of the podcast, this is the final where... episode of the podcast. The final always... episode? Of this particular podcast. Oh, right. I thought you were like the final episode of the podcast. I was like, are you telling me something here? Yeah, so... exactly. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11. Can you believe it? Episode 11 of Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. I can. I can. Oh, well, I'm very excited. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. My name is Matt. And my name is Darren. And this week we'll be taking you through the classic Police Academy. Academy. Yes. Yes, we are. 1984 we're going back to this week. What? I've done the facts for 1985. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm you in a joking. silly mood tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Uh, yeah, so we're going back to 1984 with uh, Police Academy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so episode 11. So just a, a quick point. We will yes. be resetting the quiz tonight. So, yeah. So Darren is the ultimate winner of episodes 1 to 10, and we reset back to zero tonight when we get to the quiz. So if you do enjoy that section, and I clearly didn't last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't go to a tie break. <laughs> no, no, well, that could have been on for a long time. It'd still be going right now. It'd be a long episode. Um, yes. But before we get into it, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you for everyone for getting in touch, but also to remind you, we are still running our T-shirt competition. Ooh, what's this? Tell me all about it, Matt. I will. <laughs> so our T-shirt competition, you have the opportunity to win a Darren and Matt 80s Adventure T-shirt, and all you need to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review. We'll find it. We'll enter you into a little drawer. And in a couple of weeks' time, we will let you know who's going to win. We'll enter you. We will enter you in a couple of weeks, and you can put us on your chest. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, I mean, if, if that's not enough to get reviews, I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, God knows what reviews we're going to get. Yeah. Let's leave that at that. Let's, <laughs> leave it at Let's move on we, uh... nice and quick. So, uh, please, can we? Yes. Yeah, initial reactions then. Good. It was, actually. I was expecting it not to have aged as well. I agree. I mean, it's not, it, it's not without its faults. But I think uh, it's that's definitely true. I was expecting worse. Yeah, if I'm honest, it's I, I, very funny. It isn't it just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I, I loved. loved it. I laughed an awful lot. But there are issues that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we will do. Which we will do. We will get there. So, yeah. uh, well, go- before we do, I guess we should rewind to 1984. <laughs> Let's rewind to 1984. I'm looking forward to this. So. Uh, some facts about 1984 then, Darren. Well, yes, please, man. <laughs> well, this is quite topical for you at the moment. Who's just had to replace it? Apple aired their first uh, Macintosh commercial in 1984. I thought, okay, that seems quite late. Isn't it? I thought they launched a lot earlier. Well, maybe it was their first commercial. I don't know. The, the, the no, fact I've point. got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a. I should have done more research on this fact. Uh, no. It might have been a big Super Bowl commercial or something. But I think it was. Was it called the MacBook before, or Macintosh before then, or was it called the? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell. You. Couldn't no, tell you. I couldn't tell. You, but yeah. if you can, let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turtles was first introduced to a comic. Turtles? Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. What else have we got? Uh, The first solo transatlantic balloon flight was completed. In 19... Okay, bye. I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't get too much into these facts. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have done your research. Yeah, I've been very busy. Um, 
the formation of Virgin Atlantic Airways. They made Ooh. their maiden flight from Gatwick to uh, Newark in right. New Jersey. Nice. Okay. Well, I mean, they've been very popular the last few months, haven't oh, they? Oh, haven't they just? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I looked at that fact and I thought, I wonder if Darren's going to say anything yeah, about no, it. We'll avoid that in case anyone flies out for a podcast. <laughs> Uh, also, big news in 1984. I do remember this, in fact. Michael Jackson filming a commercial. Oh, it's just the... Uh, yeah, the hair on fire and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, Are we allowed to mention uh, what... Uh, it was soft Pepsi, drink? wasn't it? All right, we're yeah. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed to mention? Yeah. Pepsi. Did you ever take the Pepsi Challenge? The Pepsi Challenge? What is the Pepsi Challenge? Well, basically, on a tray, you have a, a, a glass of Pepsi and a, a glass of Coke, but you don't know which is which. You have a sip and choose which one you prefer. Maybe. I did it at Plimco, I remember. <laughs> did you? And did Pepsi win? I chose Coke. Oh, did you? <laughs> what about now? Do you still choose Coke? Not, not, not this nose. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I've never done it. I've never done it. No, I don't really mind now. It's uh, it's um, Coke or Pepsi. I don't really, really care. Uh, and finally, uh, the Transformers series came out, which was obviously huge for, for kids of the 80s. Yeah, yeah I remember it very well. Yeah. Not the most interesting facts of 1984, but it Very American-centric as well. Did, did nothing happen in the UK in 1984? Um, yeah, no, apparently very quite, yeah. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the answer. I didn't, I didn't rush this week whatsoever. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, you're going to take us back to the charts then? Uh, I guess I should, yeah. I'm really liking this. Well, Police Academy was first released in the USA on the 22nd of March 1984. Therefore, we're going to be looking at the UK charts this week for the week commencing 18th of March 1984. And at number 10, down three places from last week's number 7, it's Van Halen and Jump. At number 9, climbing 11 places from last week's 20, it's Sade and Your Love is King. And at number 8, a massive climb of 14 places for Bananarama and Robert De Niro's Waiting. At number 7, up from 13, it's Phil Fearon and Galaxy, What Do I Do? And at number 6, falling 2 places from last week's number 4, it's Nick Kershaw and Wouldn't It Be Good? At number 5, climbing 6 places from last week's number 11, it's Weather Girls and it's Raining Men. And at number 4, falling 2 places, it's Cool in the Gang with a double A side, Joanna and Tonight. It's a non-mover at number 3 for Break Machine and Street Dance. And at number 2, it's last week's number 1, it's Nana and 99 Red Balloon. Which means there's a new number one this week. Up four places from number five, it's Lionel Richie and Hello. And that was the chart for the week commencing 18th of March, 1984. And what a week that was. Oh, what a chart. What a chart. Lionel Richie, Nana, Cool in the Gang, Weathergut, Nick Kershaw, <laughs> Banana, Sade Van Halen. That's fantastic. What a chart. That is it's quite the chart. As soon as you said Nick Kershaw, I was like, oh. Yeah, I saw your face light up. <laughs> I thought you liked that one. <laughs> was that really 84? Though? I thought that was later. No. March See? 1984. Educational podcast as well. Yeah, exactly. We don't just get drunk here. We learn something and then forget it and then remember it when we listen again. Yeah, and again, and again. Or <laughs> uh, part of the editing. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the week of... Uh, that was what was in our charts in 1984. How cool was that? That's yeah. a good week. That was, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, should we uh, move on? Let's move on. And let's go deeper into Police Academy.
Well, uh, regular listeners uh, are going to know that at this point in the podcast, it's time for a little competition. Matt has to sum up the film in as many seconds as the film has minutes. So, how long is the film this week, Matt? Oh, the film is one hour and 36 minutes. But that means you've got one minute, 36 seconds. I do. I thought my DVD was one hour, 33, but uh, I won't argue. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, I watched it on DVD. Maybe it was sped up. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was watching it on a VHS that was slowed down. <laughs> Fair enough. So you have one minute, 36 seconds to give us the synopsis of the film. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's have the little jingle then. And take it away. The mayor has said that all people are now welcome to join the police force. So we're then briefly introduced to Tackleberry, Mahoney, Barbara, Fackler, Thompson and Jones. After Mahoney crashes a dick's car at work, he is told to join the police academy or face jail. He agrees and thinks he will just get thrown out as he isn't allowed to quit. Whilst there, he meets the aforementioned others and also George Martin, Hooks, Hightower and the wanking, the walking dickheads, not the wanking, the walking dickheads, Blanks and Copeland. The chief of police doesn't want them in the academy, uh, so he wants to get Lassard and Harris to try and make everyone quit. Harris puts the get to their paces and all the while Mahoney is trying to get thrown out. George Martin is having sexy time with Callahan, and Lassard gets a blowy from a prostitute hidden in his lectern. We go through a lot of basic training and the cadets get closer. They even have a huge party with lots of boobs and being one step ahead, Mahoney has sent Blanks and Copeland to what is now probably the most famous gay bar and film, The Blue Oyster. Mahoney does have a heart of gold though, however, and one night, Hightower comes to him for help with passing his driving exam. Although he does pass, uh, Copeland is a racist wanker to the Sweet Hooks and Hightower overturns a car with Copeland inside and Hightower is thrown out of the academy. Shortly after this, Copeland and Blanks, they pick a fight with Mahoney, who now wants to be a cop, and he is thrown out. Whilst he's packing to leave, a riot breaks out, started by Fackler, and Mahoney goes to help them all during the riot. During the riot, a bad, bad man steals Blanks and Copeland's guns and takes Harris hostage on top of a building. It's through the teamwork of the cadets and a now civilian Hightower that he is apprehended. They all graduate with Mahoney and Hightower getting special recognition, and as Mahoney is giving the speech, we see Lassard has got revenge for the earlier blowy as we hear Mahoney's fly undo. Okay. So, how are you feeling? Right. <laughs> you look a bit woo. I know, I always get a bit woo with yeah, that. Yeah, nice. Okay, well, you did it mm-hmm. in. Drum roll. One minute 46 seconds. Uh, Ten seconds over. A lot to get in, though. Yeah. But, you know. So your mum's there. Yeah, I'm not shying away from it, though. I'm, I'm trying to always get every bit of detail in that I can. Nice. So, and nice. I don't want to say it too quickly, but Fair I will enough. drink to that. Sweet. Oh, goodness. Good effort. Thanks, Good man. Effort. Yeah, nice. That, that pretty much sums up the film, really, doesn't it? It does. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun watch. And so, Darren, this week I did, again, watch with Mother. Nice, nice. So and, would, uh, you, would you like to hear her reaction? I would love to. Uh, uh, you know, if anyone listening, I've not heard this yet. So, no. you know, this, you know, this is new to you. This is new to me as well. So, <laughs> this is Matt's mum's reaction to the film. So, well, first of all, I asked her um, what she thought the film was about. So we're just about to watch the film Police Academy. What do you think Police Academy's about? The Police Academy, training school for policemen. Okay, so that was it. So she got that, right? Yeah, that bang was, on, uh, yeah. bang on. So then we have her review. So what was your mini review of the film? I have not laughed at a film so much for at least, oh, 
20, 30 years. I don't know. But I thoroughly enjoyed that. I laughed the whole way through it. And it was so innocent. It was so funny and just great. I loved it. I think she loved it. There we are. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Yeah. I love the fact she's put on the telephone voice as well. This is it. Yeah, she was, I think I think she started to click on. She's being uh, reviewed. <laughs> she's giving her review. She was like, "Yeah." So she started to go. Like, it's going to end up being like a half an hour feature, That's isn't brilliant. it? That's brilliant. Oh, bless her. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. So, uh, but also again, as I said, I think last week. I mean, she would have been about our age when you know when this came out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So it was nice, and it was nice to just. She was just. Giggling with laughter because there are a lot of those moments in there. Oh, it's a very, very funny film, and there's, you know, there's lots of elements of it that are very sort of there's, there's carry on elements. There's, there really is, isn't there? there? Yeah, there's National Lampoon elements. It's 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 very funny. I yeah. must say that's the one thing, buddy. I am um, within five minutes when it was getting to the fatless stuff with his wife. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my head was carry on because it did feel very you know slapsticky, very yeah. and it would have been about the height of the carry ons that America would have kind of clicked clicked on, I guess. Um, I, I actually don't know if if carry on films actually made it into America. That 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 big. <laughs> There's definitely an influence there, though, isn't there? Uh, yeah, the, um, yeah. I suppose slightly the spoofy films, but it, it doesn't get too spoofy. No. I mean, it's very much a film of its own, which is great. Um, but it's, it's got so many different elements to it. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's it's a buddy movie. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bit of an adventure. It's a bit of a drama. It's a bit of a love story. I mean, it's 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 definitely a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't deny that. Oh, yeah, I love it. The film is very very funny, um, and the characters are great. Each character is is, is individual, mm-hmm. and they all sort of they've all got faults. Uh, which, which is why that you know they weren't eligible to join the police in the first place, I suppose. Um, so uh, most of them want to be there, uh, apart from Mahoney. Yeah, well, he does in the end. In the end, yeah. yeah, yeah. They all have a again, he has his epiphany. Yes, they have that journey. And yeah, I guess you know, if we're going to look at it with a slightly more serious head, the fact that they weren't eligible in the first place, the fact that they've all sort of got faults, they're all they've had a past mm-hmm. makes them much better police officers in the long run, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you clock the name at the very beginning, the mayor's name? Uh, no. It was only when I was writing the show notes tonight, I went, oh, oh uh, I Mary if... Sue or something. Yeah, Mary Sue Beale. And I thought, that's got to be intentional, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, she's so, Mary uh, Sue. So, that, well, that's it. And then I, I looked up the, um, the definition of a Mary Sue, because I've heard this saying, and a Mary Sue is a generic name for any fictional character who's so... Um, competent or perfect that appears absurd even in the context of a fictional setting nice so this, this so a female mayor yeah allowing loads of people to the police was it was that far out or something yeah. like that back then yeah well there's the um, there's the point where what's his name the captain who well, not the captain the the chief yes I can't remember his surname but yeah I know you took that yeah chief um, where, when, when they first when we first see them all going to the police academy and, and he's in the, in, in the room with Lassard and uh, Harris mm-hmm. and he says, you know, back in my day, he talks about Johnson's, Johnson's yeah. as far as the eyes can see. And then he says, uh, I know they were all saying. the same colour, they were all the same... Uh, weight, weight, height, height yeah. and ability, yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah, that sort of... Sort of took the edge off a little bit for me. We go, mm, okay, it did. Enough. Yeah, but also, I mean, that character's meant to be antagonistic like yes. that, isn't it? He doesn't like change. Uh, and old school, really old school. Yeah, it's. A, I guess there's just a this this sort of idea of 
changing from the old guard to the 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 new influence, if you like, which, mm. which is obviously a, a, a trope in many films. And Harris is with him on that. I don't think Lassard even knows what's going on. Lassard <laughs> doesn't know what fucking day it is. <laughs> many, 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 many wonderful slides. <laughs> Yeah, so it does set it up as in they want these to fail, and mm. it, it's a very stripes formula, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's almost like stripes with the police, with, with the police instead. Yeah, because yeah. I think you had in stripes the Bill Murray character didn't really want to be there, and just yeah, yeah. Mahoney's great, isn't he? Just Steve Gutenberg is such a lovable character. Oh, there's quite annoying in places. He's not, he's on the right, just on the right side of annoying, and when he when he has his little change of heart, that's great. I th- it's lovely when you first meet them all, isn't it? Mahoney's there and he's like, wig, wiggle it. And he parks the car. Yeah. And then you meet, you know, you, you get so much little backstory from that as well, though. Yeah. The, 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 you know, Mahoney's dad was probably a cop. and Well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a friend of Reed's, wasn't he? Yeah. It's a, a nice little info dump thing. So maybe the fact he gets away with so much is, is the fact that you know, the, the police sort of give him a break where it was they wouldn't others mm. and, and that's it then we go through a whole montage don't we of, of meeting these wonderful people that we're going to fall in love with later on yeah uh, who's your favourite then <sighs> this is tough man this is yeah. really tough because it used to be Mahoney when I was growing up because he's the you know the the ringleader he's the, the cool guy everyone goes to but I'm torn between Hightower and Tackleberry right I love Tackleberry so much <laughs> yeah I mean, for, for me, Tackleberry's a very one-dimensional character. I know we could do the character thing later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Who's uh, your favourite? Uh, I, I, watching it again today, I really like Barbara. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the bit where they tip him over the edge in the, in the, in the phone booth. <laughs> Mark my words. Yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> and they just, just think... Yeah. It. It's a really clever... It's not clever. <laughs> it's just a really funny bit of comedy. <laughs> so, you know, whoever was editing that, they were... Spot on. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in and there. And who though. wouldn't want Callahan sitting on the face? <laughs> I'm sorry, but God, the director knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And it did it did have a lot of the um, gratuitous 80s boobs in it, didn't it? Nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying there is. But I did, no. that was the really... I love that bit when Mahoney's drinking a beer down by the girls' showers and then yeah. Harris comes along and he's just he leans over and everyone starts screaming. He's like... <laughs> It, it does some great little when he throws the bottle and sort of not minces but sort of minces off. Yes, um, and there's also a bit where Hooks finally goes over the wall and he does the little thing with his finger as he walks. Mm. He's a very good, subtly physical comedic actor. Yes, and uh, I, I mean obviously again we will get to characters, but uh, I was watching him in this, and the last time I'd watched him was Mannequin. Right. So, I mean, he just, he's so much better in this, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, same sort of character again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is much, much better. Yeah, much cleaner. Um, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot to like. There's a lot of good scenes. Uh, apparently, Tackleberry was actually playing the sax. Was he? Yeah. He, apparently, he's quite a good sax player. Was, oh, okay. He was quite a good sax player in real life, and he okay. was playing sax at the party. Until he got distracted by boobs. Until he got distracted by just... I mean, they're all doing it in a line, weren't they? They were yeah. sort of going it's along, It's a different time. It was a different, it was a different but, time. You know, in no way now, in no film now, would you get you know a chance to just see a, a, a troop of girls just coming along and just taking their top off. No. Taking the top off. Taking the top off. For no reason. But well, you know and, My mum was laughing got... at that. My mum was really laughing because it was Tackleberry's eyes. They, it was that, that, so she saw the comedy in it. I felt like I was seven years old again, sat next to my mum going, oh, there's boobs, boobs on screen. Boobs, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 
Um, yeah, other notable scenes. What other scenes? What, what do you think? Uh, I, I love hooks driving around in, in, the, in the driving chair. You better watch out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've always loved Hooks anyway. She's so yeah. funny. And when she finally finds her voice, it's brilliant. Speaking of her voice, though, I've read a bit of trivia that she um, she she based her voice on Michael Jackson, who she'd met once. Oh, seriously? Really? Yeah. Nice, nice. Apparently she'd met Michael Jackson and, and thought, I'm going to base my voice on, on him. Awesome. And, yeah, and I can that, see that now. You can, yeah, as soon as I read that, I went, oh, yeah. Oh, but she's great, isn't she? Yeah. That, I think they're all really good. I mean, the, the weakest one for me is probably George Martin. But for no other reason than it's just it doesn't really have much of a development. It is stuff full of characters. That is, yeah, that's a thing. lot of characters. A lot of characters to get yeah. in a film that is ninety six minutes long. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, I don't think it hurts because you know they'll explore over another six or seven films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for me, after the third film, uh, I just wouldn't bother. Um, what else? Uh, the training itself. I mean, that was nice little montage. Yeah. It's exactly what you'd expect, isn't it? Mm. So it starts off with them failing, and they improve and improve and improve, and then they 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 make it. Yeah. Until they they they're dumped into a situation, originally miles from where they should be. Yeah, and then uh, end and up then, right in the centre of the action. Yeah. I was reading facts about it, and I just it, it just made me smile. Little right. things like um, apparently the shoe polish on the megaphone right was a real thing. Uh, it originated from a prank uh, played on Michael Winner. Oh, on really? a set of one of his movies, and oh. some of the crew told uh, Hugh Wilson that was about the only it. What a shame that was the only <laughs> prank played on Winner. Mm. So yeah, so, yeah, that happened in real life. Um, right. I mean, this does fall into character territory, but this is another interesting bit of trivia. The guy that was meant to play the guy getting out of the car to um, have a go at Tackleberry. Oh, yes, yeah. The actor was so pissed <laughs> oh, at 2.30 really? in the morning. Excellent. The, the director actually stood in, and that was the director. Oh, that was the oh, director playing yeah. it because the guy they'd hired to do it was twatted. Oh, nice, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't one of us, was it? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you did say you were getting drunk in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on this podcast, though. No, that was on a Patreon, wasn't it? <laughs> that was on yeah. a Patreon. If you episode. want to hear that particular one, you're going to have to uh, become a Patreon subscriber. Just to say. <laughs> Just say. <laughs> well, I guess the elephant in the room that we have to look at is. Uh, is the racist element of this film? Yes, and yeah, it's absolutely. a real shame. That, I mean, that the first bit with the, the with the chief was sort of jarring, but not forgivable. That's not, not for, what I mean. No, but, but you kind of went that, as, that as a character product of its time. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a as a as an old guard character in a film of this era, mm. you just go okay, yeah, different time, different time. But then after the driving test, it really upset me. Yeah, it really, it such. I don't know how you do it differently. I don't know why they did it at all. Again, I know it was a different time, and I know the the, the intention no, was yeah. there to to upset, to 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 give Hightower the impetus to to react the way he he does. But it really took me out of the film watching it today, and it really and for about ten minutes, quarter of an hour, I couldn't get back into it because it really really upset me. Of all the characters to do it to. Mm. Doing it to hooks was felt like a really low blow. I mean, the 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 language he used anyway was fucking horrible. It was, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It, it just it's it's so unnecessary. It is. It's completely unnecessary. I mean, I suppose it's it's unforgivable. It is. It is unforgivable. Yeah. Um, and but back in the day, I keep we keep saying back in the day, and that yeah. doesn't make it okay. No, because we were there back in the day, and I don't believe. Well, I definitely didn't react like that. Um, but it got the response from me. 
back then that it needed to, which was, you absolute asshole. Yeah. We hate you, but yeah. it, it didn't need to go as far as it did. No. And it, yeah, I, I, said, I said it just now, but today it felt really horrible. It took me out of the film and uh, ruined it for me a little right. bit for a while. Yeah. yeah that, that's, no. uh, don't, don't just give my, my honest reaction to that. And uh, yeah, I, just, I don't know whether editing it out of a... Of a, like a if there's if, if there's a reissue over the over the coming years, editing it out would be the right thing to do because it was there. Yeah. Um, and you can't retcon it. If that seems to be the phrase that that that, that seems to be popular now. But I, I just didn't like it, and I, I thought that needed to be pointed out, and it really no, took no, me out of the course. film and ruined it for a little while. Luckily, it got back. Uh, it got me back again, so that was good for the end. But yeah, it just really upset me. I didn't like it at all. No, that's fair enough, and I get that. I completely get it. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that get said, you know, um, and I don't know. You're right, though. It, there's bits that hold up, and there's bits that don't. What What about the Blue Oyster Bar? What's your thoughts on that? See, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if if we're being ultra critical about the racism, we have to be ultra critical about the the. Is it homophobic? Because in in terms of the film, we don't know if it's just a, a gay bar as such, mm. or if it is actually um, what would you call it, an S and M bar or a gay dressing well, up. That was bar the or? that was the eighties stereotype then, yes, wasn't it? That was the eighties stereotype of uh, you know guys leather, big mustaches. Yeah. There's a lot of homophobic comments in the film as well. I like yeah. call him Mahoney Mahomo. Yeah. Um, I guess it's got to be pointed out as well, but that didn't upset me as much. I mean, it's, it's still sort of jarred. But, but there was still some good humour there. Yes, that there was still the, has that was to be key. elements of comedy. Uh, whether they, you know, they, they touch a nerve or not, um, the, the situation warrants, if you like, that sort of comedy mm. for that, that bit. And, and, you know, the two characters uh, sort of learn a lesson from it. Yeah, and um, dancing, sir. Lots of dancing. Yeah. That that was cool. I did like that. Yeah. That music is so iconic, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. As I said, there's lots of homophobic comments, but is it any different to to, to banter? And I hate that fucking phrase as it is. Is it any different to, to banter that we use with our with our mates? I know in these in this particular respect, it's used in a derogatory. Mm-hmm. Um, the baddie characters use it, yeah, rather than just having a laugh with a with a mate. Um, I don't know. This, this is a, this is a, a, a territory we, we should be probably careful about going into, but it, it, it does need discussing, uh, and it's not okay to use it. But actually, no. But I don't know. I said that. But yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with it. No, really that's know. the thing. I, I think what we're going to find as we go through the eighties films, comedy is always going to keep evolving and evolving. Yeah. And something that is that was you know, uh, seen as funny in a certain time is not going to be seen as funny yeah. now. And we're going to encounter that an awful lot going yes. through these 80s yeah. films. It was acceptable in the 80s. Yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. the song goes. And I'm not saying it makes it right, but it just, it was, it was something, there. yeah, it was, it was something that was there. Yeah. But actually, uh, 80% of it, genius. It's, it's just very funny. It's just a very, very funny film. It's an incredibly funny film. And we uh, there's a lot, a lot we need to talk about these characters. Yes, there is. So how about we grab a beer yes, and come on back and talk about the characters? Let's do it. What's going on? Are you all right, Daz? I'm so cold. Why are you so cold? I've lost my favourite Def Leppard t-shirt. 
Oh, if only I knew somewhere else to buy another T-shirt. Do you know what, Darren? It's funny you should say that because we now have 80s Adventure T-shirts. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is head over to 80sadventure.com, click shop and see what we have on offer. It's a way of supporting the show and there's also some fun designs with a lovely 80s feel. Uh, 80s Adventure T-shirts. Oh, uh, I'm going to go to the shop right now. Bye. Darren, it's an online shop. And we're, we're back. back. Yes, we are. We are back. We are loaded up with more booze. A lot more. We took yeah. a lo- longer break there because yes, I think we, we wanted to dissect what we, what we were just chatting about, weren't we? Yeah, we got pretty serious in that last part, but uh, now we're up again. Yeah, we're yeah. up again. But also, we, we really went into it in, in our little break and yeah. had a longer conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot more to talk about as we go along now. Absolutely. So, uh, the cast. Yes, let's have a look at the cast. I've got a bit of alternate casting, but before we before we do that, yeah, I thought it'd be quite nice, Daz, if we raised a glass because actually a lot of the cast aren't with us anymore. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll just read out a quick list of um, you know people that aren't with us, and we'll raise a little glass to them because. So this is know. DNM's in memoriam. Yeah. Nice. I so, like it. I like it. Well, we have uh, Bubba Smith, who was Hightower. Yeah. You know, uh, he passed. George Gaines, Lassard. Andrew Rubin, who was George Martin. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, David Graff. Yeah. Deborah Lee Scott, who was Miss, Miss Fackler, Mrs. Fackler. Oh, okay. Uh, Ted Ross, Captain Reed. Right. And Doug Lennett's the main bad guy, but also the director, Hugh Wilson, mm. as well. So, you know. That's quite a big I, chunk of the cast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I remember Tackleberry, because yeah. that, was, that was kind of big news. Um and Bubba Smith. I remember Bubba Smith really well. I mean, like, oh, just another piece of our childhood gone. Yeah. 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 I, no, just, I thought it was important to acknowledge them, so let's raise let's a glass. Let's raise a glass. Thanks, guys and gals. So let's, uh, yeah, let's look at the cast then. Well, yeah, I, I believe you're going to give me some alternative castings. Here. Not a lot this week. Not I, a lot this week. I couldn't bring up oh, okay. a lot on this. So okay. um, apparently Robert Conrad. Do you know who Robert Conrad is? Uh, not a hand. Uh, well, he was offered the role of uh, of Lassard. Um, oh, okay, but apparently it was written with Leslie Nielsen in mind. You know, watching it today, I thought this his performance is pure Naked Gun. It it really yeah. is. Yeah, or Police it, Squad as it was then before. Yeah, then, if, you, if you took if you took um you know you took him out and put in Leslie Nielsen, then yeah, yeah you were kind of oh yeah yeah. yeah I can I can one hundred percent see it one hundred many 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 percentages I can see. <laughs> no, that was it though. I mean, um, well, actually, should we start with Lassard? Let's just be a bit okay. controversial. Is, is that it? Is that, is that the whole alternate casting? That, I, I I couldn't find anything else. I, okay. I think there was a lot of. I th- originally, Michael Winslow wasn't in it. Right. That character wasn't in it. Right. So okay. I think I think some of it got rewritten as people right. came in and and read. Wow. Apparently, Hightower tested so positively with audiences though that he became second billing underneath Steve Gutenberg. Oh, seriously? Mm. Right. People loved him. Absolutely loved him. Uh, you can see why. You can see why. Yeah, my mum did. My yeah. mum did. Uh, in fact, the thing is, I clocked, he does not say a word <laughs> until 45 minutes into the film. Really? Because mm-hmm. I fir- didn't know. The, the first time he says something is at the, at the beach party. And I, I, I looked at my... I looked at, you know, the really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took no... I, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, it doesn't wow. say anything until 45 minutes into the film. So, Lassard, then. Yes. So the late great George Gaines. What a performance! 
yeah, as you said, it's very, um, very Les Nielsen, very Lloyd Bridges as well. When you uh, look yes, at, yeah, yeah, from Airplane, yeah, I can see that, yeah. He comes across as this bumbling character, but he knows, he knows more than he's letting on. Does he? I, see, I'm not convinced he does, because I, I think he's away with the fairies. He is away with the fairies, but the thing that gave me that was, it was the whole, at the end, with the, with the old blowjob. I know uh, what was actually, going on yes. there, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like... Yeah, because <laughs> he just... He, yeah, when uh, Mahoney looks at him, he gives yes. him that sort of "fuck you." Yeah, yeah, he, he gives that knowing look, and I was yeah. like, "That changes everything about Lassard, doesn't I'll it?" Bit of that, you fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, apparently that was um, Alan Ladd's idea. He kind of went, "Let's put this in at the end as a little callback." Nice. I think that's nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, because just before he says, "You, you boys, or you, 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 you men, stop yes. that." Yeah, and then, oh, okay. That's better. As you were, but yeah, he's he's just funny. Yeah, he's, oh, he's very funny. Obsessed with fish, although he's just looking after it for a friend. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a trait that carries on throughout the rest. Oh, of he the definitely film. has a, fil- a fish in every film. Does he? he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see, I can't remember. Yeah. It's been so long. I think the fish actually gets more more of a part than he does in some <laughs> films. <laughs> he did all of them, didn't he? I think yeah. he did all all seven. Well, you know, it's a nice little pension, I suppose. Of course. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's it, you know when he when he did this, what was looking eighty four, he was born in what nineteen seventeen. Okay, so he was knocking seventy in the first one. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he was. He, I, I liked him. I really liked him. I mean, he's it's a warm, warm character. He is. Yeah, he he's 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 a funny character. Mm-hmm. He's like I said, he's really warm. He's he's nowhere near as spiky as the other sort of old guard professional police if you like that's the nice thing isn't it yes. it's nice yeah. that he's not the same as the um the captain the captain or, and the, or, the chief or, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah captain harris is, is yeah. He's captain harris no he's lieutenant harris then isn't he is um, he i can't remember um <laughs> but he's not as, yeah as you say he doesn't seem oh, to yeah, just, yeah sorry yeah he just seems to get on with it there and yeah, exactly. I mean, the Lassard's in his own little world, in his own little mm. office with his own little fish. Um, what I love, Darren, sorry, I've really got to bring this up because I completely forgot until I've just... Is um, how he keeps getting how long they're going to be there wrong. <laughs> he does say at one point, I'm very good with numbers, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, because really isn't. <laughs> first of all, like Harris Mouths, he's like, yeah, 16 weeks, 14 weeks. And then he's like, yeah, so the entire 16 weeks you'll be here. And yeah, then yeah. You are here for 24, 24 weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so yeah. subtle that if you weren't paying attention to the amount of weeks before, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't notice it. Yeah, just clueless. And uh, I mean, after, the, uh, after getting noshed off in the, the podium. <laughs> yes. I, I, and that is, it's, I don't know if you'd call it iconic, but I guess I reckon it probably is for our generation, mm. especially sort of our age when we first watched it. I'm not sure I knew what was going on back then. <sighs> See, I think I was. Okay. I think I did know what was going on because yeah, I watched it at home on, on It was probably video. 15 in this country, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you got boobs, yeah, you got blowjobs. Yeah. I said to my mother when we were watching it, I said, you let me watch this as a child. <laughs> You let me watch. She said, well, it was a different time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was released in this country in 84. I think it was May 84 it was released here. So, by the time it came out on video in this country, it would have been probably... 85, probably 86. 85, 86, yeah. yeah. So, I was, I was just uh, becoming a teenager at that point. So, yeah. Yeah, I had a, an idea of what was going on. But being so embarrassed by, like, say, boobs and uh, all the sexual references. Yeah. And then being noshed off at a podium. Twice. Twice. 
Yeah. But Two he, lots of noshins. <laughs> he gets um he gets a lot more limelight in this than say some of the other characters, some of the other supporting characters. Because I think some of them they get their bit, don't they? Yes. They get the little bit like um you got Leslie. Love Leslie. Love, Leslie's great, but in the grand scheme of things, he he doesn't do a great deal. You know, no, but, but again, he he, he, know, like he gets his he gets his comeuppance, uh, or not? He he delivers the comeuppance to the guys on that line as well. But it's our furniture when he, he beats oh. the, he beats them all up or something yeah. like that. That's yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> he just walks off, but again. he feels vindicated. I'm the king of the world, yes. yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. And quite rightly so too. They tipped him over a fucking bridge. You talk about iconic. That is an iconic shot, though. Him in a in a camera yeah. floating, a Kodak camera. I mean, kids today wouldn't know what developing a film is, probably because you you know how would they. Because, you know, pictures now are instant, aren't they? Mm. And I'm not talking about Polaroid, but you know, you take it on your phone or on a, on a digital camera, it's there. I suppose. before, we had to wait. You know, we'd come back from holiday with a roll of film. We'd take it to a chemist or whatever to develop. It might come back a week later. Sometimes, you know, express three days. And they have little stickers on saying, oh, don't do this or whatever. Um, so, yeah, actually taking your holiday snap somewhere to be developed and having to wait is, is a... Probably an alien concept to most people now. It's a, it's a concept that I, I kind of miss in a way where you can um, where you can really screw somebody over with their camera and when they're away just take a picture of your your, your, your nuts. Your, yeah, your nuts. <laughs> so then when they go to pick it up, the people what yeah, the give, fu- and there's a sticker on it. <laughs> Bastard! Did they put stickers on them? You don't remember the little like sticker saying like overexposure or, or something like that, or just oh, or even right. the, yeah, if it was something like naughty, you just wouldn't get the photo back. Oh yeah. Oh, that <laughs> explains when you got three back. <laughs> uh, well, if you will keep taking pictures of your asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Leslie, he was. Um, I, I don't think he carried on in the film, so I think he, that was. I think no, I think that was kind of mean, yeah, probably almost. replaced by the guy with the glasses, the little short guy. That's the yeah. sort of equivalent. And so he, yeah, he was good. He was fun. Yeah, some um, great moments. Like I say, the, the bit with the. Uh, and pointing up in the air after yeah. he's been t- very funny but then he doesn't really get much of a chance to shine until until he beats up and gets his revenge on those idiots but that's it I think a lot of them they have their little beats and that's it because they they've got they've got what they've got to do they've got to fit exactly. a lot of story into a very short run time but in, you know, in that respect because it's, there's so many characters and, and so many stories to, to resolve it makes it zing along really nicely. It does, and it, it becomes a real ensemble. Yeah, and there's there's no lagging pace, and like I say, it's an ensemble piece. Yeah, great. Who should we look at next? Well, I guess we've got to look at the uh, numero uno, the star, Mr. Gutenberg. Yeah, he was a hero of mine when I was growing up. And I'm not surprised. I think he probably was for, for, for most of our generation. Everybody wanted to be Mahoney. Yeah. You know, the, the, the wisecracking, you know, too cool for school, arranges the parties. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Misguided, full of potential. Yes, He'd probably be the best police officer if you and really a good put his looking mind to fucker it. as well. Bastard. <laughs> and another watch with mother thing. He walked out in a towel. She went, "Oh, he's got a good body." I was like, "Oh, for goodness' sake! Oh, for goodness' sake! Oh, he's not a piece of meat, Wendy." <laughs> but yeah, actually, it did strike me how you know how sort of built up Steve Gutenberg was. Then I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, he was quite young then." And yeah, he's uh, he's funny, charming, all American. Arrogant without being arrogant, if you know what I mean. We're confident without being arrogant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, a, a, a bad boy, but not that bad. Yeah. Does good and becomes a great police officer. You know, he, he finds loyalty to all of his friends. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's got, it's, his story resolves really nice, and he gets the girl. I just was very disappointed with Steve Gutenberg a little bit. Um, oh? Very disappointed a little bit. Steve, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, only because like in the 90s, he seemed to go off the radar a little bit, and I just right. wanted more Steve Gutenberg back in my life because I used to love him as an actor in Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Little Lady, Police Academy 1, 2, 3. He was so there, and then he just went off the radar. So I was like, oh. I guess that's to do with taste and fashion, though, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. happen- I mean, look, look, same sort of thing with Eddie Murphy. Mm. Um, yeah. It yeah. happens. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, after this, Gutenberg was one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, he did a lot of uh, Cocoon as well. Yeah, oh, there's a film. Yeah, in it, just yeah. I'm not, I'm not seeing that for a long time, so I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm really looking forward to doing well, that. Well, as we know, it's on the list for some point in the next oh, twenty years. Yeah, we've got we've got a long list. Um, <laughs> we really have. If we do every film on our list, we will not finish this podcast until like 2047 or something. Potentially, we won't finish. No. We'll, we'll be gone before we, we exhaust the 80s films. Well, there we go. Like, keep it like that. Keep it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, overall, brilliant performance. Um, oh yeah, perfect for the part. Perfectly cast, um, and it, it does it so well. And it has those little nods to to, to camera. Uh, or that that little nod to camera at the end as well, which is nice. Yeah, uh, um, I, I think he's great. There's there's, there's 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 nothing about his performance that that, that draws me out of it at all. Yeah, it's a, he, and it's a, a nice loyal well-rounded character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he a gets the guy. most screen time. That's the thing. He gets yeah, the most. It's his vehicle, isn't it? Yeah. So and fair enough. He he he, he can't take anything away from. Him. Well, let's let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Then I think someone who was not underused, but the part was what it was, was um, Thompson, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, great thighs. Great thighs, uh, tans, uh, and supple. supple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's so beautiful in this film. Exactly, but she really she's is the love interest. Yeah, but, but also she she's she's a strong character. Strong character is in No Mother. I don't want to be just a, a rich girl. I want to. She's rebelling against yeah. her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a, a massive info dump in that one scene in the car. Um, she she wants to stand on her own two feet. She wants to 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 work. Make her own living, which which is nice. Um, but also, yeah, yeah, apart from I suppose that that first scene where Gutenberg tries to he, he pretends to be like a, a captain or or a sergeant, or whatever, to get her to <laughs> expose her thighs. But you know, even today, let's 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 be honest. What teenage boy or young twenty-something boy would not try and pull a beautiful woman on a night out? No, of course. Just because and- his own film doesn't make it no like, wrong, it does happen. Of course. Everyone has to meet someone. But also, she becomes the catalyst for him wanting to stay. Exactly. Um, that, that whole little... When uh, Lieutenant Harris is on the um, on the phone to... Reed. On, on the phone to Reed. And there's that little bit of piano music. And you're like, oh, yeah. all right, okay, yeah. they're falling in love. But yeah, I, th- I think my point is that, you know, she's not just a cipher. She's not just a, a weak... Oh, she's not. No, no, the no. Not, the, the, the weak lady that, that, you know, everyone falls in love with. She's a strong character. She's a ballsy. Her actually, her and uh, Hooks mm-hmm. have got their own. They've got their own story. That they're, they're strong characters and a real friendship, which is just shown by yes. them walking along together. Exactly. Yeah. And let's let's talk about Hooks. Hooks. I love Hooks. I absolutely adore her. She's fantastic. She's, she's funny. She's really. She's really cute. She, she's. She's a nice character. There's nothing. She doesn't have an evil bone in her body and has a massive growth. As a character, mm. uh, to become a proper police officer, yeah. No matter what happens in subsequent films, where she, you know, the, I can't the same, remember them though. <laughs> the same gag is repeated over and over. When she finds her voice at the end of this film, 
You know, she's found her feet. Yeah, she's don't a move proper bag. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. So funny. Um, and uh, the little thing I'd, uh, I'd like to bring up, though, is they had her in a bit of a fat suit as well. Right. So the premise was they were going to have her, over the course of training, lose weight and things. And there is one shot that's still in the film where she's a lot skinnier than right. she is in the rest of the film. But I think I think it's run out of time. You know, it's, it's pretty productions. They, they, they choose stuff. They, they chuck stuff out yeah, as well. Yeah, they have but... a, a, a schedule, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's great. I love her, um, and this, which makes it you know the even the, the more upsetting how she's treated uh, by Copeland. Yeah, yeah, and we we talked a little bit about that. Let's 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 talk about the arseholes now. Well, right? let, yeah, so let's, let, let's look at yeah Copeland and Blanks. Yes. So, but actually, more Copeland is it's because there was a moment uh, when they're lining up, and, and he, when they first get when to they first line up the and academy, they turn yeah. around and they uh, he says something like. Uh, there's a lot of spades around here, yeah. and then high which I, I'd never realised uh, at, at that time that was a, a derogatory racial comment. I, uh, I think it's, in the UK, it's, it's not a, a it, it, well, then. I don't think it was a, a, a common. Or I'd certainly never experienced that as a. As it's a something I had comment. to work out because I went, oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. I'm guessing that's uh, okay. It took yeah. me a while to work out. But then we talked about this. So Copeland seems to be just quite the little bitter racist. Yes. Because actually, if you notice, a lot of the racist lines are given to him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have the the stuff with the, with the chief saying about yes, you know, what sort of you know, when he was uh, a younger guy, each recruit was this, 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 and this. Yeah. So there is that. But yeah, you're right. The the stuff about uh, the actual racist stuff comes from Copeland. Mm. And I guess maybe having thought about it and talked about it again. Mm. It doesn't make comedy out of the racist comments. It doesn't, actually. It kind of highlights it as in, you're an asshole, And so maybe it does justify you know, Hightower doing that. And maybe... Actually... It definitely justifies Hightower doing that. But maybe the, the fact that I got upset by the film, or maybe I got upset by, by that line, wasn't maybe as justified as I thought in terms of taking me out of the film. Because it's just him, mm. this one character, being a racist fucking douchebag. Yeah. And nobody, no, uh, none of the other characters really are. No, no not, um, not even his other, his, you know, his, his other it, fucking yeah. asshole partner. Um, and they don't make, as I say, they don't make light of the comment. No, not at and all. And they don't make a, a joke out of it. So, yeah, maybe I reacted in... And also, I don't, uh, know. Ooh, ooh, uh, I don't know if there's more subtext here. I don't know if, if you notice as well, and I don't know if this, is, if this makes it down into the cut or not, but also if you notice on his car that was stolen... Yes, there's the Confederate flag. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, uh, with everything that's been happening in the world lately, uh, I, I didn't realise was such a, a bone of contention in America. Mm. But then, yeah, I'm not American, so I'm, I, I apologise for my ignorance in that respect. So, yeah, maybe it is a real a conscious maybe the decision was to expose to make, yeah. a racist rather than just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the guy plays him well because you do oh, hate him. Yeah. I mean, you hate them both. <laughs> Because Cop- Copeland's just... the, the sidekick to Blanks, isn't he? Yeah. Copeland is the one that... But he's an idiot. But he's a both... fucking moron. He's, he, you know, he looks like he's just fucking learnt to walk upright. Yeah. But he's done his job. He's made you angry at him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe, maybe... In, as, as a performer, he's, he's, he's played a character and, and he, you, you want bad things to happen to Blanks and Copeland. So when they, when they, at the end, when they get exposed as being the, you know, the people that should not be policemen. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's a maybe it's a brave move by the film actually, um, because you know the the two or the 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 the, the one definite definite. Well, like you say, with the, the shaving of the hair, yes. I mean that that in itself is a is a, is a visual reference. 
and he doesn't graduate. I didn't notice whether they did or not, mm. because I'm so happy to see Mahoney up there graduating. <laughs> so I'm guessing both of them don't graduate. Uh, I don't think they do, no. I mean, let's see, we can talk about them as one. I think there's, there's Blanks as well, who's, you know, just... He's, he's a co- douche as well, but he's yeah. the cooler douche, isn't he? And then, if you want to put it like that, you know, yeah. see, he was the one. He's the one because he served. Did he though? Well, he says. No, he did. Yeah, he says. Yeah, because yeah. even his his fucking compadre says to him, "What? What are you talking about?" Yeah, um, but he yeah. he can he can lay it on thicker. He can he can pretend he knows what he's talking about yeah. more than Copeland, who's yeah. just a dick. Yeah, absolutely. And and they both look that they have that sort of Aryan look. Which I'm sure was intentional. Mm. If we if we look at the film in, in exposing a, a racist twat sort of way, yeah. So yeah. Well, after after those, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm glad we, I'm glad we get to talk about stuff like this. Well, we so have to. Is, we, yeah. we we can't ignore that in a film like this because no, it's it's, no it's there, isn't it? To and I say, it really upset me this afternoon. Which, uh, but actually, talking it through, actually, yeah, yeah, maybe I, think... I overreacted, and uh, actually, that was the, maybe the point of the film. Who knows? Who knows? Let us know what you think. What about Harris? <laughs> <laughs> love him. Love him. You love to hate, though, don't you? You love to hate Harris. I, mean, I don't, For me, Harris, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going off all of it. For me, Harris was probably the guy that was always bullied at school. And he, he probably bullied throughout his time at the police academy. And he's now seeking vengeance on the new cadets as well. You know? Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too deep on police academy. But See, I don't think so. No? I think, no. Um... Before, all the way through, him training people has been fantastic. And now you get this fucking bunch of douchebags. They're just letting anyone in. You know, as far as he can see, they're not what you'd want police officers to be. Mm. So you're just going to dismiss them. And I think that's more of his attitude than, than, than just not liking people. Yeah. Okay. You don't agree? No, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think... I, uh, for me, he's someone that's always kissed us, and uh, it looks like that. But also, he looks very lonely and things like that. But I, I don't know. And he also, I don't know, maybe it's just the way he plays it physically. He's, he just loves that whole pomp. The fact that he's in there teaching instead of out there doing it and things like that. There's lots of little bits in there that make me think that Harris is probably a very... <laughs> I don't know, maybe wasn't the best cadet himself, but always manages to kiss ass and things right. like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, d- I didn't get that at all. I just thought he was like, um, what the fuck have we been sent here by this stupid woman? Uh, this isn't my idea of, of the perfect police officer. Um, and that's the way I took it. So he was just like, oh, fucking scum. I'm going to treat them like scum. Oh, fair enough. That's what I got. Anyway. But he, as, a, as an actor, he really owns that role, doesn't he? Really he does. He's superb. Uh, it's, 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 it's just, he's a very, very good comedy actor. It's not all about the lines. It's, it's about the face. It's about his physicality. It's about his reactions. Yeah, I love him. I absolutely love him. No, he's, um, he's great. Yeah. Okay, so we've done like the, the two leads and uh, the, uh, the, the, the guys in charge. Let's have a look at the actual recruits, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favourite recruit? I think Tackleberry. Tackleberry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he's got... I just love him. I really do love him. He's just... It's that... that he's got that joy and awe about this is all he's ever wanted to do. Yeah. He's always wanted to be in service. He loves his guns. I guess he comes from that background as well. My mom gave it to me and things like yeah. that. So I just love the joy he has and his, his entire pain about missing out on the gun battle. <laughs> <laughs> My only issue with him is he's very one-dimensional. 
He doesn't really develop as a character. He does in number two, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about number two. I know, I know. Um, but then so that, he that's goes the in problem that I've a, got with this. As a gun-toting meathead, and he comes out as a gun-toting meathead. But just a professional gun-toting meathead. That's my only issue. I love, uh, don't get me wrong, I love him as a character. He's very, very funny. Uh, 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 saxophonist, obsessed with boobs. Um, but I don't think he really develops as a character. He doesn't change at all. Yeah, but then again, there's a lot of story to try and fit into. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes when I say I think it suffers, some of the characters kind of get a little bit left by the wayside. I think maybe Tacklebro's one of those characters that. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, maybe. But Tacklebro's there all the time, whereas somebody like Leslie isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fackler, yeah, you see at the start, and then just sort of in dribs and drabs. For, for me, um, you know, um, Tackleberry and, and Hightower have the same amount of screen time, if you like, but I think Hightower actually gets a, a proper development. Okay. Yeah. And we learn, we learn much more about Hightower as well. With well let's him, talk about know? Hightower. We yeah. haven't talked about Hightower. Well, being a florist as well, mm. which is nice. You, you, don't, you don't, don't see it. And they don't take the piss out of the fact that he was a, a florist. No. Just a, a big guy who likes working with flowers. Great. And he, he's, he's, he's just so gentle, isn't he, yes. as well? So as I say, 45 minutes in his first lines, he's walking into the party with, um, I think, Mahoney. That's what he says. I was a florist. Yeah. And then becoming the saviour of the day, you know, and then, you know, it's, I, I want to watch you off these pigs. Yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, um, and, uh, you know, he's not just there as a, as a comedy foil either, you know, ripping the rope out of the roof and ripping the seat out of the car. I mean, there's an element of that, isn't there? But there is, there is, but he, but he's, he, he is gets huge. A, he, he gets a character development. I mean, how tall was he? I no idea. He was, no idea. he was really tall, probably about my height. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> had muscles like me, yeah. 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 <laughs> but he just seemed like a really endearing, well, yeah, really endearing character. Yeah. Six foot seven. Six, seven. Right. Bloody hell, that's tall, yeah. isn't it? That's, yeah. a, that's nearly a foot taller than me. Yeah. I worked with a guy in Panto who was six foot seven. Uh, fucking hell. Big, big guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's, let's try and talk about Callahan and uh, George Martin because they sort yes. of go together. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They eventually go together. George Martin's there. I don't know. It's not to get the women, but that's, that's his trick anyway. George yeah. Martin. Pretending to be a Spanish uh, lover, lover man. Yep. And then Callahan wants him and goes for it. Decides that, yeah, a strong female. Fucking strong female character. Very strong female, bro. Uh, yeah. Who basically, you can see him staggering back to his dorm the next morning as the sun's coming up. She's ruined him for normal women. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice flip of uh, what could, what would probably be like a 70s version of that would be the guy ruining the woman for normal men. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice. It's good to see. Yeah. And, and she's And beautiful. at the end, you know, right, at seven you meet my mother and yes. you know, all this yeah. sort of stuff. So it's really yeah. nice. It's good. It's good. I love her. I think she's great. Like I say, I think he's a bit one-dimensional, but but that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. there's so many yeah. characters. Yeah. I mean, you could make, you could have taken out a character or two and had a little bit more flesh on the other ones. I think maybe. Yeah. It's my if, if I had to criticise. Well, I guess if you're throwing a load of characters together in a training thing, you have to have more than like. But that's it. They, three or four. So they do become slightly caricatures. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Jones then. The man's a genius. Isn't the he? The man just? is a genius. We said it? just before we started recording again, and I was dicking about with the microphone <laughs> trying to make sounds. You, you had to do that though, didn't you? When oh, you were yeah. like, you can't make sounds like he can make sounds. No, I don't know how he does it, but it's it's just fantastic. 
and apparently that they're, they're all real. Mm. No, nothing's uh, re- uh, well, probably recorded, obviously. But uh, no, he does it all with his gob, and he did the voice of the announcements as well. All of them. Yeah. Uh, nice. Nice. I suppose that's to give it consistency when he yeah. does do the announcements. So he's. Um... <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And, and, you know, watching him again a few years ago on uh, whatever American chat show it was where he does the, the Led Zeppelin. Yes. Oh, yeah. the manager. An absolute genius. And I've seen some stand-up of his as well. And right. it, it, it's, it's extraordinary, his, mm. his gift. It's so clever. So clever. And I think he was the only actor to be in all Police Academy films and the series. <laughs> so I think he, he really did well out of Police Academy. Yeah. Or, or they did well out of him. Because I think he's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He's, yeah, great. Absolutely great. And such a lovable character. Very lovable. Sorry, it took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, very lovable. Yeah, he is yeah. really lovable. Um, got the Fackler's, Mr. and Mrs. Fackler. So yeah. she's in it briefly. I know she comes into it in the third film and becomes a yes. recruit, but that, that whole slapstick routine at the beginning was brilliant. And then just sort of stops. Yeah. Um, and until we, we well, see him he's, the, he's the reason that the whole riot starts. Yes, yeah, with the he apple. He the apple out. And that's a very, <laughs> that really reminded me of um, what Richard Lester did in, uh, I think it was Superman 3 at the beginning. It's, it's the, the little cause and effect thing. So somebody, yeah. I don't know, moves something out of the way which causes this and, and it all yes. sort of snowballs. And yeah. yeah, it really reminded me of, yeah, beginning of Superman 3. But yeah, so he's, his, his kind of purpose there is to join the police academy and then start a riot. Yeah, because he doesn't really do much else. No. 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 I mean, you see him a lot, but yeah, no real development. That's a lot of cast we've had to talk about, but yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, re- it's interesting, and there's some really, really great performances there. And as an ensemble, you can't fault it. That's the thing. Yeah. And I think that, that I think it's because... When you see the cover as well, a lot of the, the, the covers you see about Police Academy, it's got all of them, yes. and they're in accentuated positions. Yeah. To all go, together, but in a... Yeah, yeah, this is what my character is in a snapshot, in, exactly. a, in a tableau, if you like. Yeah. Nice. Tableau. Yeah, I know. I'm getting all theatrical <laughs> before we get into the pub quiz. Ah, uh, the pub quiz. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess that's the characters discussed. Yeah. Or the, we... the main character, because there's a lot of other... We managed. Th- I think we got th- through third yeah, I think <laughs> we got through loads. Though. Like I think park we got a lot manager loads. and the asshole with his car and stuff. Yeah, but. and so, good old Captain Reed. You yes. know, yeah, but I yeah. think we yeah we've covered as much as we can yeah. without the podcast being seven hours. Yeah, exactly. So let's have another break, shall we? Let's do that, and then let's come back for pub quiz. Daz, have you heard of Patreon? No. Well, back along, you could become a patron of a show, etc. You can do exactly the same thing now, but in a modern twist. What, like for our show? Yeah, for our show, yeah. Okay, tell me more. So what you can do is uh, support us by signing up to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure. There's, there's four different tiers at the moment. But what, so can... people pay and, and that enables us to do... Yeah, we're, we're more stuff, but yeah, also great. there's rewards for them as well, ranging you know from a, a very small reward right up to bigger, bigger, bigger rewards and a lot more fun content from us so what could people get in return uh you can get early access you can get your name on the website as a supporter nice. you can get a vote on one of the episodes we do each month what people actually get to vote on what film yeah and also maybe a, a q a something like that have a few drinks with us fantastic so yeah. all you have to do is head to patreon.com forward slash 80s adventure i'm on my way now bye, bye.
and we're, we're back. back for the final part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as normal, I guess it's time to look at the music. Do you want to look at the music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, there, there isn't much of it, to be honest, in terms of uh, a, an original score. That is iconic, though, isn't it? Yeah, as exactly. soon as you hear... But what is there is... Oh, my God, it's phenomenal. It is superb. I think it's underrated as a movie... Underrated by who? Tell me who, because I'll fucking hunt them down (laughs) and kick them right in the bollocks. I think it is underrated as as a theme from a film. But then again... It's up there for me. It's, it's, yeah, it's of course phenomenal. it's up there for you. But then you look at the, some of the, perhaps more of the, the bigger blockbusters than Police Academy is what I'm saying. Okay. So you wouldn't okay. in, in, initially put it in a list kind of going, oh, that's definitely my favourite theme from a film or something. Are you telling me I wouldn't? Are you asking me? Because no, no, I no, fucking no. would. It, it is great. Uh, well, you know I use this theme at the end of my fucking 80s set. Oh, and yeah. when it's all over, this is the first thing that, or the first. I'm piece normally of music asleep plays. by the end, so yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you told me that. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. I uh, appreciate that. You <laughs> I love this piece of music, uh, and in terms of you know, original music for the film, everything that is there is a variation on this theme. But what a theme! Mm-hmm. It's it has everything it needs. It sums up the film perfectly it's full of pomp it's full of circumstance it's it's that over the top sort of marching band da, 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 da. it's it's all it needs to be and i love it it's really clever it's a really clever use of a uh, of a little motif uh and it's it's brilliant i love it i think i read somewhere that um they got influence from stripes for mm-hmm. that that, right. that bit of it. And then something like Hill Street Blues when it got to the whole rioty stuff because it got a little nice. bit more... I, I can't really remember what was happening during the riot. I was too busy. It, but you remember the the Hill Street Blues theme? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's all on piano. It's, it's, uh, but just to use one theme and everything in the film being a variation on that theme, it's very clever. And, you know, I take my hat off to Robert Falk for, for doing it. It's, it's because he's come up with a, a theme that lasts through all of the films and the TV series, and they use it every single time. It's you know it's it, it's up there for me with uh, you know the Jaws theme, mm-hmm. the Star Wars theme, the the, the the Star Wars films have a variation on the theme all the time. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. So yeah. clever, and then he does exactly the same with this. That that just that sort of marching band theme. Everything in this film is a variation on that theme, apart from the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they uh, yeah. I'm just rereading the fact just to make sure I wasn't like screwing it up. But yeah, he Robert Falk did base the main Police Academy theme on the theme from Stripes, right? And the riot scenes were inspired by Hill Street Blues. Nice. But nice. before he was hired, they wanted Elmer Bernstein. Right. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Stripes and I'm going to sound like, like a real fucker now, but if you know if you can't get John Williams, you go for Elmer Bernstein. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, uh, but in this respect, thank God they went with Robert Falk. I can't it's, imagine a better theme for this no, film. No, me neither. It's if you whistle that theme walking down the road, if you're someone at our age, they'd be like, "Yeah, I know what yeah, that is." Exactly. Exactly. Well, probably not even people our age. I think if you whistled that theme, they'd know it. They might not know exactly where it came from, but they would definitely have heard it because it's such a, a good theme. I'll tell you a bit of a memory for me, though, was uh, when the theme plays as the, the title card comes down, it's, it's, the, yep. it's the, the, the green tree or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 And for me, that, those two go hand in hand. It's the production company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, really. I just had a real sense memory. The end track... 
<laughs> yes. I loved it. Right. I know it's going to sound like we bang on about him all the time, but when it first started, I went, is this... Part of, quickly, part of me in my head. Where I went, are you going with this, I wonder? Well, I, I, I genuinely thought, is this John Park? Because he was such a big part of the 80s, but it does sound a little bit like him. Yeah, oh, it, it's, it's definitely up there. It, it has that sort of thematic quality. It's got the parness. It's got the par. <laughs> I like it. It's got, it's, it's got the par-esqueness. Yes. Yeah, it really has. And it's a real positive, again, nothing's impossible, 80s vibe to it. I want to be somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's positive. It's what is it's everything that you need in a film like this. How is that not a bigger song? How is Restless Heart not a bigger song? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, there, there are you know, this this any film that uses two samples of Frankie Goes to Hollywood is going to be a good film in my book. Well, yeah, that's I I did have that thought as soon as they put on because uh, it had it at the beginning in the um in the car park. As soon yep. as it went on again yep. I went, well they paid for it so they're using it. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. But also <laughs> That was my initial oh, okay. thought. Okay. I thought if you're using it twice, then mm, yeah, you paid for it. So Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was a, a little bit more uh, cynical way yeah. of looking at it. I was looking at But yeah. Uh, but also you got the Shirelles in there as well. Yes. Uh, isn't that also used in Dirty Dancing? We're used to Love Me Tomorrow. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you got the tango in in the in the blue oyster scenes, which is a great piece of music. Uh, but um, you you've got uh, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, who who <laughs> I who I don't think uh, are that big in the UK, but they got at least two songs in this film, uh, and one of them being "I Want to Be Somebody." Yeah, see, I love so it. I think maybe Jack Mack and the Heart Attack uh, is is a way to go. Maybe we should try that rabbit hole tonight. We start off with I want to be somebody and see where that takes us. Absolutely, yeah. Let's or maybe do that. you guys could do the same if you're interested in listening to uh, this music. Is it that time, Darren? Do you think so? I think it is. Let's do pub quiz. Eyes down for a full house. Okay, well, as you know, if you've been listening to this uh, over the last ten episodes. We reset the scores mm-hmm. after each 10th episode. And it was very close last time. It, it was, was very thank close. Thank God we didn't go to a tiebreaker. 6-4 of the last 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. So we start anew now. So as we go into this, we are at 0-0. Zero, zero. Yes, we are. So uh, let's see who's going to win tonight. Are you ready? Do you, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what car was Mahoney parking when he took it up on the wheels and what a, car was it a trans am i need to i need to, you to be more specific a white trans am nope as in like you know uh, i don't know I, all i know is a white trans am i'll give you it but it, it's it's a pontiac trans am <laughs> firebird uh, Ooh. So it, it, yeah it, mate you can have that point of course okay. you can okay Question. I think I've been too easy on you this week, by the way. I think some of my questions, I think, hmm, if you ask me this one or another, I think so. I think I've been too easy on you, but we shall see. Okay. Okay, question one for you. Mm-hmm. See, I think, no, 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 looking at it, I think I've been really harsh. You made me, you made me feel bad with that. Okay. Okay, go for it. Should I go with that one then? Because I think that's probably the... No, no, no. No, I'm, no, I'm going to go with that one as the first question to see where you go with your second All right. When we first see Mahoney at the Academy... Yes. What is printed on his T-shirt? One in the oven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I knew you, I knew you get that, so that's cool. Yeah. 
He got to keep that T-shirt as well, apparently. Did he? Yeah. Nice. If it was me, it wouldn't fit now. It would have to be like a little crop top. <laughs> hey, we were beach body ready, and then lockdown happened. Yeah, because you broke the world. Okay. You broke rewind. That's I broke saying. rewind. All right, it's question number two. Yes. What date did the mayor make the announcement that anyone can join the police? See, I knew something about this would come up because at the time, <laughs> sat down to eat my roast dinner as the title card things were coming up, and I didn't really read them. Uh, 31st of May. Uh, March the 4th. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, that's another one for you. What country is referenced twice in the movie, once blatantly by character, and once almost hidden? Wow. You really did go harsh. Can I get a clue? Nope. Right, okay. (laughs) Uh, No, because if I give you a clue, I think it'll give it away. I mean, Spain is mentioned. Yeah. Is that your answer? Well, it's going to have to be. It's the only, yeah. Yeah, no. But it, it does involve him. When he first arrives at the police academy, Yeah. somebody says to Mahoney, where are we? Or something like that. And he says, Ecuador. And later on during the riot, behind them, there's a, a an area code. And I specifically looked up the area. I was like, ah, oh, I wonder where in America they filmed it. It's 953. And I had a look. There is no 953. It's a country code for Ecuador. Yeah, because I think they filmed in Toronto and it never they, says they, they, where yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wondered... Because I wanted to... Cause you, I, wow. Yeah, no, because you, you see when... Um, like, it's harsh and then there's that sort of question. But I was looking... Because it was referenced twice, I thought, oh, maybe I've missed something in this, mm. in this film. Because, you know, I looked uh, when Mahoney's running across the rooftop to, to try and rescue Harris... You can see all the buildings in the background, uh, the skyscrapers in the background. Like, okay, well, maybe uh, I'm just wondering where they're filming. And then when I saw the area code 953, I was like, oh, have a look. And there is no area code 953. It's then international dialing code for Ecuador. Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to stay in. I don't know what Ecuador is. But yeah, so. Um, <laughs> That's worth losing a little <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure. Oh, my last question. So it's okay. two each as we go into this. Oh, you're going to screw me over here, aren't you? No, not really. I, I think it's quite a fair question because right. it only gets mentioned once. But it's. But then again, you went into detail and looked at a phone number. So I'm, I'm thinking you've probably got this. Can you please tell me uh, the first name of Captain... Oh, no, sorry, Lieutenant Harris. No, actually. Uh, so I'm going to have to make a guess. George. I don't know. Yes. Is it George? No. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> you fucker. Would no. you like to hear it? Yeah, go on. Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Yeah. He even says it in the film. Does he? Yeah, when he rings up. Uh, oh, okay. he's there looking. You, you, were, the you were too busy looking at... Um, her thighs. Her thighs. Of was. And he says, hi, this is Thaddeus. Um, oh, yeah. man. No, I... I I never knew that. I never, ever knew that until right this moment. There we go. Okay. What a name. Thaddeus. I might start calling you Dazius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mazius. Dazius and Mazius. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, re... Yeah. No. Yeah, rename it. Dazzy and Mazius. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of S's. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, all right, so that's uh, three to you and two to me. As regular listeners will know, 
The third question for me is always a complete the quote, and I do think you'll get this one this time. Okay. It's a quote from Harris. Mm-hmm. And he says, Then, Mahoney, my little pissant, you are out of the academy forever. Get your stuff and get out. Um... And then he says something, and then he says, I said out, and shoots the gun or something. Isn't that right? I, I can't give you any clue. No, no, but I'm just saying he... Can you say the quote again, please? Of course. Then, Mahoney, my little pissant, you are out of the academy forever. <laughs> get your stuff and get out. I don't know, something like, please, sir, or... I don't know. No, I, I, I think Mahoney's being earnest at this point, but... No, I can't get it. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I can't get it, I'm afraid. No, it's nothing to do with home. It's, it's, again, it's still Harris. Too bad, so sad. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, now you say I don't know why yeah. that stuck in my head, but for, for, you know, for all these years, I knew it was going. Like, there's so many Harris quotes that would have got like, you know, you make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everyone sick. And, you know... <laughs> Maybe you'll find the right one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. I thought it was going to be one... Of, when you started saying Harris, I was like, oh, yes, maybe. Right. So there we go. Three each. Oh, shit. We're at a tiebreaker. Yep. Okay, then. Um, unfortunately, it ties in with the name stuff again. Okay. I'd like to know Copeland and Blanks' first names, please. I don't know. I think you might kick yourself when you hear it. Uh, is it like Bob and Dave? No, it's Chad Copeland. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. And Kyle Blanks. Oh, okay. I don't like doing no two pressure. names in a row. No but pressure. It was no, a backup question. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, what is on Tackleberry's T-shirt when we first see him at the Academy? Okay. I know it's a green T-shirt. Uh, it's... I don't think it's a military thing. I think it might be something like a skull. Uh, I, I want the the legend. So it, the words. No idea. Oh, okay. It is a military t-shirt and it says Max Sog. Right. Wouldn't have got that. Oh, shit. We're in trouble then. You know, we're at four weeks right now. Yeah. So we're going to have to carry on. Are you yeah. ready? Mm-hmm. I would like to know, Darren. Yes. What magazine is Leslie reading in the bathroom? Oh, fuck off. Oh, really? What t shirt does Tackleberry have on? Yeah, I can't. Uh, Photographers Weekly. No, no, no. It's Life. Oh, just Life Magazine. Life Magazine, yeah. Ooh, okay. That's five. This is the longest quiz we've ever had, isn't it? You're right, yeah. Okay, so I need to go with. Oh, my God, this is going to carry on forever. (laughs) It could do. Right. After Mahoney tells Barbara where to get his clothes, he says to himself, he'll be out of the academy at a certain time. What time? Three. Correct. I'll be out of here by three. Yeah. That's it. You've won. Woohoo! Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Six, four. Oh. <laughs> this was like four, two, whatever. Six, four. Congratulations. You won. Oh, uh, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Bollocks. I'll be out of here by three. If I'd gone with another quote. Mm-hmm. Would you have got uh, uh, Hightower and Mahoney? Oh, I was a florist. A florist? Yeah, you know, flowers and shit. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Would you yeah. have got... I gave you... A, I was about Ooh. to do a complete quote for you. So, we're being sent to a safe area away from the disturbance. Our job will be to divert traffic away from the trouble zone and protect public property. You'll have live ammunition, but there will be no call to use it. Tackleberry? You 
butthole or something. Do you understand numb nuts? Numb nuts. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. Well, that was fun, man. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. We have really dissected Ooh. this film. Yeah. And quite rightly so, too. Yeah. It's an important film to us. Uh, and it's an important film to most the of the generation. Well, and the 80s. It's an important 80s film. Yes. Anyway, it's an important film. It introduced us to, to, to Steve Gutenberg, uh, Bubba Smith, Michael Winslow. Um, yeah. It, it's... We had to. We had to. We had to go deep into Police Academy <laughs> to, to justify it. And I do apologise if this edit is like an hour and a half long. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But okay, the, the, the most important thing, I guess, is um, what would you score it, Darren? Uh, it, it was on course for a good solid nine, I think, mm-hmm. until the stuff with Dopeland. <laughs> yeah, Dopeland. <laughs> Dopeland. Yeah, I like that. Uh, until the stuff with Copeland and um, and Hooks, uh, and as I said, it really upset me. Even though you know, looking back at it again, maybe that was an intentional thing of the film. I'm not convinced that it was, mm-hmm. uh, but it still seems unnecessary to me to be that derogatory. Um, that aside, it's still a great film, and I love this film. It's a very, very funny film, mm-hmm. and it sets up so many things like Naked Gun uh, and uh, Top Secret and stuff like that. So I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it an eight. I've just pulled up my fingers as well, which is what I would exactly give it. Is that an eight? So a match. We are absolutely matched. Fantastic. It's a, a, a is a great score because it's still a good, solid film, not without its problems. But I honestly think it would have been a nine without that that one particular moment. I think that's it for this week. Apart from, we yes. need to talk about the tagline for next week's film. The tagline is, somewhere in deepest space, all hell is breaking loose. Ooh. Space balls. That's <laughs> yeah. in space. Oh, we have to do space balls at some time. Ooh, what could that be? Mm. I'm sounding like I don't know what it is because I fucking know <laughs> exactly. But if you don't know what it is and you and you don't want to Google it, wait till Wednesday where uh, you will find out exactly what yes. we're doing, and it will appear on our Facebook, on our Twitter, and uh, that's it, really. Yeah, send us a twat. Uh, okay, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what we have got going on next week. Thank yeah. you guys. Uh, really appreciate you all listening. I've been Matt, and I am Darren, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. What is on Tackleberry's T-shirt when we first see him at the Academy? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that, that, that mean? It's like the Bruce Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> One eyes, Willie. One eyes, Willie. <laughs>